that's a growler. Hello and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and laserize, vaporize the movie The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howith. Accurate. I'm Tierney Steele. <laughs> and I'm Donnie. <laughs> welcome back, Donnie. Thanks. We won't sing this time. <laughs> we will. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> You're just trying to get out of the mood from the last minute, that's all. <laughs> I'm okay because, alright, so I was taking... My notes for this minute, and I realize this is Star Wars minute, so now I'm okay with it. This <laughs> is minute 53, which starts with lasers shooting from the Sphinx's eyes and killing the night in front of our eyes. And it ends with Enguiwook looking through his telescope at a tray approaching the gate. So this is another intense minute, and someone dies in front of it horribly, or dies in it horribly in front of us. But, I mean, the lasers, the electricity, Star Wars. There, there is an up moment in this minute. This is a movie that has made no bones in the past about straight up murdering a horse in front of us. Horse gets away. Does it though? I that I was question, my question that. I question that. <laughs> the the sphinxes are precise, or maybe the horse had confidence in itself. I don't know, but he oh, seems to have emerged unscathed. The, you know what? They know I, the horse had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. There, if you check out between second five and second eight, there's a flash where the horse lets go of his rider. The flashing is on the ground from the electricity. We scoot back to Atreyu, and when we come back, that horse is gone. He ran like, really, really fast away. Either that or that electricity was doing some crazy stuff. Like, it, that horse just, poof, is gone. No, because it didn't, I like, the, the guy die. still has matter... Like inside that armor shell, mm -hmm. there would yeah. be horse bits left. I choose to believe the horse escaped unscathed. So, what part of the lasers do you do you think are electrifying the ground? I've never seen lasers do that before. Well, because it hits him, and his metal his armor conducts it, right? Oh, is it just shooting sure. between all all the different night bits that are <laughs> on the ground there? I I think so. <laughs> As I am not a scientist of the caliber of Ingiwook, I can't answer that question. <laughs> so, <sighs> pausing at that same moment where you see him on the ground and you see his wonderful um, compensating weapon there. <laughs> it's it's the plus one lance of compensation. Right. Thank you. Uh, the detail that they put into these Sphinx's feet is kind of interesting. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I didn't pick Again, up on that. Something they didn't have to do, but they chose to go that extra mile and put some talons and like real like they look almost like dragon feet. Yeah. Even the Sphinx has got time for a mani petty. <laughs> <laughs> probably no. probably up at the Oracle with the Oracle uh, party, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Getting ready beforehand. Um Urkel sitting between them. What color <laughs> yeah. should we get this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I was always just distracted because I was TPC being horrified, and it's gonna get. There will be a moment that gets worse before it gets better, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> but with with speaking of putting effort into things, like 
when we see it from behind, the weapon of compensation is fine. But now that you see it lying on the ground, that's like an actual prop from like a medieval movie somewhere. Like that's a real thing. Yeah, somebody. It's very impressive. I mean, I don't imagine it's hard to come across something like that in Hollywood. Yeah. Or no. wherever wherever they were. But you know I what mean, I mean? They could have given him a stick. You, you know, know like I'm gonna i I'm gonna say it's entirely plausible that that actor probably works at medieval times or did <laughs> when this was being or the built. German equivalent. <laughs> this yeah. is this is Germany. They probably went to somebody's house and said, Can I borrow your armor? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's some castle they're like That's hey i like awesome. the look of that one no, can I, I borrow that pike too <laughs> excuse me this is a castle are there many lances here <laughs> they've got those like take a bike racks in europe uh, they have the same for armor i think <laughs> you just put your two euros in and get a suit of armor out and you leave it at the next rack when you're done with it Oh goodness! I'm pre- I've only been to Europe once, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. <laughs> oh man! So what about the sound effects they chose to use for those lasers? <laughs> Everybody, just go watch the minute. Go to the Listener Society, watch the minute because it's a sound effect you don't want to miss. It is not George Lucas. It is not Lucasfilm's quality. Everything is scary. Although lasers and then that explosion. It is very, very inspired by. Oh, I mean, of course. Come on, come on! Look at look at that explosion. Now, the one downside to doing this to doing this minute by minute, we had that huge music build, and just seeing the lasers in this minute is a little anticlimactic. Like you, you lose that feeling of intensity from the music before. A man is being electrocuted in his clothing in front of you, you monster. It's not intense enough for me. I need more intensity. Oh Faster, more intensity. Oh my well, god. Okay, so if you if you pause at second eight and you see the knight lying on the ground, those bits in front of him, that's a previous parts of previous uh, applicants for the Oracle, right? right? Okay. Yeah, that's what I always assumed. Okay. Those are the parts yeah. that, that Urgle didn't need. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a skull this time. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you ever need a skull? This is so depressing and creepy. <laughs> You're right. I do appreciate the feet now that I'm looking at them. <laughs> they need the skull for the same reason the school. Uh, I know. <laughs> Attic needs a skull. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Multiple skulls. <laughs> so Atreyu looks slightly sad and slightly scared. He's on board, although that just even makes me sadder. My problem is that explosion is huge, and Angiwook reacts. So I assume he has seen the light of the explosion, even though he can't see the details. But then he asks if the knight made it. Well, maybe he, I mean, we're sneaking it into future minutes, but maybe he knows other people who have done something similar to what Atreyu does, where they just rush through at the last minute. And jump. So, mm. Right, and okay. jump really, really far, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so maybe he's, he's seen other people get shot at, but not necessarily die. Okay. My question is, in, in the same, same area, same timing, why is he surprised? He knew going in that this guy was going to die. He, he I, called it, he said it, he wrote yeah. it out, and wrote a letter and sent it home saying this guy was dead. <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden he's surprised that he dies. I, I want to believe it's that little part. Uh, first of all, I want to believe. Um, wrong show. <laughs> um, 
that there was that part of him that still kind of hoped the guy would make it. Yeah. We mentioned before, like, as much as he's like, Psh, I've seen this before. This guy's not going to make it. There's always that little part of you that doesn't want human people. Well, he's not. You know what I mean? Doesn't want fellow beings to die. Yeah. Horribly. And we all want to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I, w- I would like that. I do love the sad way. It, it it starts sad and then it gets intense. So he, what he says is fancy armor doesn't help. The sphinxes can see straight into your heart. And I can't do that. He like rolls his R's. Which I can't do. <laughs> he does seem genuinely uh, dis- uh, not disappointed, sad. Yeah. Well, remember, you know, people that, that are like this, they, they learn to fake really well. That's true. No! <laughs> That's whole, that's part of their whole pathology is they grow up learning how to fake emotions. <laughs> I'm trying to think if it's better or worse how quickly he changes then. Because I want to say, no, that's real emotion because he only feels it for a second and then he's right back to whining. No, I think the whine, or I think the, the switch between it is more because they're token emotions for oh, him. He's like, this is what I'm supposed to do, followed no. by this, followed by this. <laughs> he's going through the checklist of emotions that he knows yeah. he's supposed to be feeling. Okay, here's empathy. Uh, no, but he, he's he's also mirroring Atreyu. Atreyu's like, no, he didn't make it. Well, I'm going. Like, it, he makes that decision fast. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? It reminded me, I'm really sorry if I'm cutting you off, but just really quickly, it reminded me of Bastion in the Attic when he decides to stay and he says, no, Atreyu wouldn't quit now. And now Atreyu has his chance to quit and is like, oh, heck no, I'm doing this. Yep. Okay, I, you, I have a problem with that. <laughs> you know, she just cracked the code. That's this movie. <laughs> everybody mirrors everybody else. Boom, done. <laughs> In fact, we're going up to the mirrors shortly, but that's in <laughs> yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> Atreyu has never shown impulse impulsivity like that. He's never been an impulsive person. Well, he's been thoughtful. He's been careful. He's He's a hunter. He knows how to bide his time and wait for the right moment. And this seems really out of character. No, I think he's back on the quest. He has seen the worst that could happen, and he's the bravest boy who ever lived, and now he's going to go. It really doesn't make sense, though, because he's not out of earshot when Anguwook starts calling after him. He would stop and say, well, wait, what? There's more information you can give me? Mm, That's true. (laughs) I don't see him. Oddly, now I feel a little better about the death of Artax because maybe that was what was necessary to harden this kid. So they'd be like, all right, yeah. No, that was the worst that could happen. And he's already been through it. This is nothing. That's true. Although I do want to point out, he does display some impulsivity in his opening scene where they're like, we want to tray you. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to tray you. No, you're just a kid. Fine, I'm out of here. Peace out, bro. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a really good point later in that scene where he's like, yes, I'll go on the quest. What is the quest? (laughs) And then they tell him like, oh, if you don't succeed, everyone is going to die and the world will be destroyed. And he has that like gulp where he's just like, oh, and it's like, maybe you should have asked about that before saying yes. I don't know about you two, but I check first (laughs) before I accept a quest. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in accepting all the quests than just deleting the ones you don't like. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, if I decide not to do it later, I'll just, yeah, I'll get rid of it. And you never know when you come across these quests that 
are just, you know, one chain after another. <laughs> yeah. And hoping you get epic loot at the end. Uh, but I mean, I, I wouldn't even, I, I guess I wouldn't even call that impulsivity or, uh, you know, him being, a, you said he was like very polite and nice earlier. He's, he's just being a kid. And that's what he is. Yeah. It's, it's easy to forget because they try to make him so mature, but yeah. he is just a kid. In the previous minute, Angiwook mentioned that there are two gates. Here he says, wait, I haven't told you about the second gate. I'm kind of annoyed that he takes the time yelling like, I haven't told you about the second gate. It's even worse. Let me say your name a bunch of times. You could be <laughs> shouting information to him. Right. You can continue the... At uh... least like a, <laughs> a brief outline. <laughs> Where is your elevator speech? You should have been practicing this for when you meet with publishers for your book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hasn't taken how to write a grant proposal yet. <laughs> we all know how this is going to go. We've all seen the movie. Do you think Atreyu would have had an easier time if he hadn't seen this and started to doubt himself? I almost think the oh. Angiwook speech sets that seed of doubt in his heart. Like if he had just been the normal Atreyu so brave and ready to go, he might have just been able to walk through and not had an issue. It's, I think it might be the speech that Angiwook gives here that makes him like, wait a minute, am I strong enough? Am I good enough to go through this? Dang, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah he wouldn't even know that's how the gate works. He would have just yeah. been, hey, cool statues. Anyway, where's the oracle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably would have like stopped and tried to talk to them like, are you guys the oracle? No, no one speak. Okay. Yeah, he would have, um, <laughs> he would have stood there for like 10 minutes. Hey. <laughs> Would you look at me already? <laughs> I'm talking <Aww>. to you. <laughs> he, uh, he would have been through before that other night and just got to turn around and watch him get blown away. Like, whoa, whoa. What, just miss me. <laughs> well, although yeah. in a way, though, I mean, how how is this test any different from the swamp? It's the same. It's the same test, right? And uh, it's e equally skewed as well. The swamp was skewed by him having the Orin. I believe this is too. He wasn't going to get shot there. He's got the Orin. He can't yeah. get hurt. He's protected. <laughs> In this minute, I have a question. Is this more ladder climbing by Noah Hathaway with matte paintings over it when he comes down the hill? <laughs> it possibly is. I didn't look it it's up. It's like actually. almost the same motion as when he's going up Marla. And it just, I don't know. It made me... See, they only filmed him climbing one time, and they just keep changing the the blue the blue screen to match whatever he's climbing. <laughs> it, it's the same scene from from before, I just in reverse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <I> just flipped. <laughs> yeah. When he gets down to the bottom, it looks like Falcor's moved over to the left a bit. We can only just see his tail now, whereas before it was like right in front of where Urgle was cranking away. And then when Engiwook bends over to look through the viewfinder. He has red suspenders on under that vest. <laughs> and I just thought that was adorable and a nice little detail. It, it, it does. It brings nothing to this. I'm sorry, Mike, but that has nothing to do with my analysis of this movie. It's just I'm going through this movie minute by minute, and these are the things you start to notice. <laughs> there is a red lot that suspenders. happens in this minute. A lot of fast changes. Yeah. The emotion changes from the first 20 seconds, even at the very end. When he says, uh, yeah, there's a second gate, it's worse, Atreyu, Atreyu. And then he's like, eh, I better go watch it through the telescope then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about how quick Atreyu gets down there? He's down there. That's why you know it's not 109 miles because he's down there in less than a minute and halfway to the Sphinxes. Oh, it's 109 gnome miles. So <laughs> I, I was wondering that, like, 
I wonder what the perspective is, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk about it more definitely tomorrow because it's a very determined walk and I love it. But yeah, this is this is a lot happens this minute. Honestly, when I was doing the starts with and ends with, I was like, if you hadn't seen this minute, that would make no sense. <laughs> like, how did we get from point A to point B? Now, I did discover in in watching the way Ingiwook Ingiwook rela- reacts here. That there's only one person in this world he can share with. <laughs> he's only a good sharer with his wife. <laughs> Anybody else, he's not good at sharing. It was mine. I yeah. can't believe you took it. Well, because they have clear boundaries. Yeah. When yes. I have the stick, he I might talk. be a good share with a lot of people. They just don't live long after they leave him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, why should I let them use my stuff? They're just going to die. Aww. <laughs> Angie Wook is not part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah. Maybe he was in the first couple of decades, but afterwards he's like, why am I even doing this? He's seen yeah. a couple people make it through because he knows about the second one. That's true. And yeah. what happens there. So a couple of people have made it through. For some reason, as a child, I always imagined that a tree was the first one to ever make it through, but he's obviously not. It's more dramatic that way. Well, I, mean, I can sec- see why you thought that. Second 59, we see... Atreyu striding towards the figures of the Sphinxes, you don't see above that where there's just like a thoroughfare where people are traveling back and forth. (laughs) It's just, I understand they're in this mountain pass, but the mountain pass is on a wide, empty plane. And I know that's not how magic works, but I still am just like... It makes me think of of going through like an easy pass, a toll booth, where (laughs) there's the cash pay stations, there's a couple easy pass stations, and then if you go all the way to the left, there's an expressway that you don't even have to slow down for. (laughs) (laughs) He forgot to take that left. (laughs) I mean, it's Fantasia. Anything can happen here. So maybe no matter where you start from traveling in this direction, you end up at this pass. I like this, that. I do too. If you're focusing like in your head, you're thinking Southern Oracle's where I want to be. It makes you go through this pass every yeah. time. Yeah. So this is yeah. just a natural magical bottleneck. But if you're <laughs> trying to get that bush that's three feet beyond the the sphinxes, you can get there automatically. You don't even have to go through there. <laughs> it takes you the easy way. Well, nobody thinks about that bush. They're thinking about the oracle. That's the trick. That poor bush. Urgle's <laughs> going for the bush. Oh yeah. 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 I said that wrong. <laughs> oh, no. I'd oh, like to goodness. point out how good I've been. <laughs> You've been You've fantastic. You've been an exemplary guest. <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into Thomas this week. <laughs> uh, it's reconnecting with my Bakersfieldian roots. <laughs> it's bringing out the worst in me. I, the, the corruption is going through the internet. I was rather close to Taft growing up, and that could be a problem. I, you can't see me, but I'm doing like a Saruman thing where I'm like <laughs> casting my magic through the ether to corrupt Thomas from afar. That's what he's doing. I can't yeah. wait to go home. I really need to. That's my thing. I just thought of a whole thing where like Ethernet cables are like Palantirs and the World Wide Web and... I don't know. I'm sorry. Halt and Catch Fire is back. It's a good show. Everyone should watch it. But now I'm conflating early 90s technology with Lord of the Rings. When we first started the show, I I considered having music for Tyranny Tangents. 
They happen too quickly. <laughs> I never got around to it. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else for this minute? I'm I don't good. think so. All right. Uh, since I did mention it earlier, I do want to remind you guys, if you want, go on to Facebook, check out the Listener Society. We have conversations there, and I am posting up these minutes every day. So you can go and look at what's happening, and you can see the fantastic laser fire. You can see... <laughs> A tree approaching the gates, and you can see everything else that we see. Yeah, tomorrow we get to find out what exactly is on those chests because we get up close and personal. Oh, but God. <laughs> that's, that's another, another story. story. That shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different on a growler.